Welcome to the Food, Family and Friends podcast, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. Now it's time to join your host, Vanessa Baxter. Hi there and welcome to another episode of the Food, Family and Friends podcast. Today's episode is with a young chef, Joe, who has started a business. He's named the Rebel Food Propaganda Company. He and his partner are situated in Queenstown here in New Zealand, and they have been doing an awesome job of launching a real food product that is specifically designed for sports people. I caught up with Joe a few weeks ago when he was in Auckland for the food show. They had just actually been awarded a really cool award for the most innovative product at the fine food show. So he was pretty excited uh, when we got together for this interview. So welcome to my podcast, Joe, all the way from Queenstown. So here we are on a Food Family and Friends podcast. You're about to set up for the Fitness Expo. So share with our listeners what it is that you're doing that is related to food and why would you be at the Fitness Expo? The Fitness Expo is probably one of the biggest ones for us because it relates perfectly to the kind of product that we've got. Uh, So we have Nutricoms, which are the main product that we have. We launched those about eight months ago. They're based around high nutrition, so that's what we try and aim for. So it is aiming to be one of the highest natural nutritional ratings out of any snack products on the market. In terms of fitness, we have yoga, performance, endurance and recovery are the four that we've got. So they fit in perfectly with what we're doing. Each one's designed for the specific purpose as well. So we tailor the nutrients. We use a lot of superfoods and everything is built based around what they're called. So if you're going for yoga, then we've tailored the nutrients to try and help the brain a little bit. So things like mood enhancement, relaxation. Endurance is one of our favorites as well. So that targets guys that are doing like huge sports so say for example Godzo in the big seven day adventure race we, we tailor it for that so we've got teams in there and recovery is a great one for us as well so 42% of your vitamin C in there and massive boost the immune system and it's all completely natural so it's perfect for a huge variety of people it's gluten free dairy free paleo vegan refined sugar free it's, it's kind of perfect all the boxes, yeah. food show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I found you guys at the fine food show where, yeah. where you won an award which yes. you can talk about in a minute but I found you because someone actually sent me back to your stall. I hadn't kind of gone down I guess that little route at the time and I was having a glass of wine and I was sharing with the lady at her counter that I have a podcast and that I had interviewed a few people on Waiheke Island, which was where she was from. And she said, oh, I know who you should interview. You should interview this really cool couple, Joe and Leonie, and you need to go back. And she actually got the name of your product wrong, but she kind of described it really well. And she said, you'll spot the stand because it's really funky (laughs) and it's about propaganda. I'm like, that's interesting. I'll go back and find them. And um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't difficult to spot your stand once I realized what I was looking for. And it was very cool. You've talked a lot about the nutrients in these little boards balls of goodness which were so delicious to taste how did that come about i mean is it your background are you into nutrition and sport and and is it your knowledge or have you 
had to sort of do some research to know what to put into there's, each. There's obviously a bit of research behind it, but I'm not a nutritionist by any means, but I have an understanding of nutrition. So it, my background is I do a lot of sport. I love everything about sport, the competitive side of it, the fitness side of it, the you know, everything about it. And uh, I used to be a chef for hundreds of sports teams. So teams like the All Blacks, uh, I was a personal chef for Chelsea Football Club for a while. Oh, People really? Like, uh, Man United, Barcelona, <gasps> Real Madrid. Oh, I should have brought uh, my son. He would be <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he yeah. is soccer mad. All he wants to do is meet someone who's had some connection to those teams. Yeah. That was always good. But yeah, and like, you get to cook for all these people. You get to stand in the room with them, see what they're doing, what they're eating. They're, they are just a genuine group of lads just yeah. having a chat. And they're always looking at the newspapers, seeing what they're saying about them, having a laugh. But you see what they're eating, why they're eating, that kind of thing. And there's like huge amounts of research that go into their, from everything from their physios and coaches that make sure that their diet is absolutely perfect so everything from certain eating times so different players will be allowed to sit down and start eating at different times and these guys don't have sugar if they have it it's in fruit form and they don't have any need for things like additives and there's no understanding of why people eat that kind of thing so that's how that kind of relates to our product is i've been a chef for 11 years for like michelin star restaurants and big five-star hotels so I've always known that if you're going to cook something, then you you just use nature. I mean, nature's got the most incredible things, and it's so diverse and everything. And I I use superfood ingredients that are easily as good as synthetics. Yep. And you just know they're going to do the correct job. So it's based around the big athletes and these big professional people and what they would have themselves and it's just like it's, it's the most sensible thing to do it's like, that, I don't understand why people would add synthetics yeah. and add rubbish and why not just use what is what is, what is there the for you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no I totally agree to, to use so yeah that's how we base it I mean uh, Rebel Food was rebelling against yeah. the other packaged food on the market it was, it was frustration more than anything so whilst I was training uh, we moved to Queenstown about two and a half years ago so when I was training for the marathon there uh, back in England and back uh, in New Zealand they're two slightly different markets so you've got a little bit more diverse and a bit wider market in the UK when you come over to New Zealand it's very bizarre there's a lot of soup uh, there's a lot of sports nutrition on the market but a lot of it is complete rubbish there's like saying it's to do with sport is a complete lie so I found it quite difficult to try and have something that I could have with me that was genuine and would actually benefit me whilst I'm going along so yeah that's that's partly why we came up with the stuff and we thought right we need something that's good for us and that completely diverse anybody can be buying it whether they're buying it for kids lunch boxes or they're buying it for we need it to be applicable for health like if we're going to do something it needs to be gluten free and dairy free we need to make sure that people are accounted for in that way uh, it needs to be vegan so that like, if you don't want to have any trace of meat or anything like that in your diet then you're able to have this as well we, we just wanted to make something that was all round for everybody very clean yeah and we tried to make it as affordable as possible we're using the world's highest rated superfoods so there are no superfoods that are higher in things like vitamin C or iron we have the, the top one so that's why it's it's at the price we do it but I mean it's about as out there as we can get and we're hitting the same kind of price range as all the people that are in our market so in the end of it do you want to buy something that has nothing to do with sport and is branded poorly or do you mm. want something that's going to help you as much as we physically can and that's that's kind of why we're Rebel Food we're 
we don't particularly like some of these big organisations or the ones that brand everything just to With try and stars. get money out of you. Mm. Yeah, and it, yeah, the stars are completely false. Why that rating's about? We have no idea. So we I'm actually, not sure. Yeah. Have you? Have you? I don't know if you know Claire Deeks from Dom's Kitchen, but the podcast that has no, come well, out yeah, yeah. on my podcast feed is actually Claire Deeks from Dom's Kitchen, and she's had a lot of media coverage because she's raised a petition against that star rating, yeah, and she's had so thousands yeah. and thousands of signatures in just a few weeks. Um, and then because she's had so much media coverage, we popped her episode out. No, you yeah. know. I did an introduction to alert people to the fact that that is there because she is a lawyer by trade um, yep. and is really hitting these organisations because it's ridiculous. It's re- it's driven by the big organisations, unfortunately, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. for sales, not yeah. for people's health. So, yeah, it's pretty horrifying. Yeah, um, when we were at the Fine Food Show, then we had these big organisations coming over trying to figure out who we were. And we, I think we would get about four and a half stars if we went for it yet. I'm not going to mention the guys that were coming over, but no. they get five stars for something that's full of absolute rubbish, like loads of sugars, and there's no point to your diet. Yet, we're one of the most beneficial products in the world, yet we would only get four and a half stars. And I even spoke to, um, I can't remember his name, but I spoke to him at the Fine Food Show. He has a lot to do with nutrition and, and uh he helps uh, a lot of the businesses try and figure out their nutritional panels on the back of uh, labelling, things yep. like that. And he said himself that the star rating is bizarre. He doesn't get it whatsoever. He's from Canada. He just said he doesn't understand why there's that rating. So, I mean, so what this Claire? Petition, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. I'll share it on a page. Good, on it. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's on my see. page yeah. so you can go and share it. But um, she has explained it to me that what they've done is they're just relating or comparing products within one category with each other. So you've got only cereals being compared with cereals. So yeah. you might have a cereal that has supposedly improved its sugar yeah. in the last year. So it gets a higher rating yeah. than it would have had yet butter only has one star yeah because butter's being related to other dairy products yeah i, I mean none of it makes sense at all but for, no. because for a general consumer who isn't sitting down having a chat with us and trying to get their head around it they're just going in seeing four stars and thinking yeah. that must be good for my family and buying it but anyway we divert yes. <laughs> but we're all on the same page we're on the same page i mean there's a guy from one of our uh, we call him a good friend his name's Scott from Blue Frog they have an amazing product like really really good cereal and because they're sitting on a shelf with other cereal products that are five star he's got such a good product that's really beneficial to you loads of nutrients in it but mm. he would only get about four four and a half stars so he won't use that system because it's going to be damaging rather than I think it's beneficial. damaging I think it's damaging I think it needs to go completely yeah, yeah. well on board with that yes yeah. so I'm really interested in your background so it's very cool to hear that you you're a chef and when you were working with those teams of athletes that you described as a chef yourself could were you able to come up with the meals that you had to produce with them or did you work really closely with the nutritionists and with their coaches to who would say to you hey these players here need x y and z and these players here probably need a b and c and these they're all going to be need to be fed at different times and they kind of gave you the sort of outline and then you had to create what you created around that is that how it worked yeah, was it was it mostly their physios and uh, their coaches and everyone they will decide on what the players are going to have beforehand so obviously as they're traveling all around the world and around different parts of the country then they need to be able to know what they're going to have so obviously they're not really going to trust the head chef of a hotel because he might not have a background and know exactly right. what they need so they'll decide all that themselves and we'll tailor it slightly depending on what 
what we're capable of doing in the kitchens more often than not we'll do exactly what they want and, and make it easy but um, I think the biggest example was uh, Juventus Football Club so they they weren't very trustworthy of foreign chefs well, they were, <laughs> being Italians they were very familiar with their own stuff but they had a chef that would come round he didn't speak a word of English but he would come round to all our kitchens and we were in a big kitchen so we had about 50 chefs working with us and he would come around and he would it'd always be like pointing at his stuff going no you like, make it this way like, it's broken English and like one of his two sentences and that was the kind of thing you have to do because they're so fine in what they have to be able to give their players and they don't want any kind of problems like they they trust you but at the same time they need to know that something is perfect so if you're like, even like, if you're making baked beans in a certain way I mean they want it so that obviously you make your own baked beans but they want certain things to go in there and if you're using a tomato sauce then it has to be a certain tomato sauce can't have any trace of sugar in there and there's so many little bits that they'll look out for and it's like, it's really interesting to see. it's so interesting yeah. because we just watch these guys play their soccer or their rugby or whatever yeah. on the screen or live if we're lucky and we don't even think about what's gone we think yeah they've trained yeah. Um, or we read about them in the paper because they've screwed up and yeah. you know got yeah. drunk in a pub um, but we forget about the pressure on them that they can't just go and have a you know bag of chips if they feel yeah. like it or they can't just go and you know make themselves a smoothie I mean at the end of the day their whole lives are pretty much under a microscope yeah, if they're in these yeah. teams yeah but I mean uh, the closest guys that I worked with was Chelsea football team so I worked with them for quite a while and it was more of a personal chef kind of thing so uh, when they would come in for their food would stand there in the room if they wanted certain omelettes would make it in a specific way if they wanted a fish cooked in a different way they'd ask they'll come up and ask you for in a different way and yeah we had players such as I'm going to name names there yeah players like please Didier, do Didier Drogba was a good one I liked him he would always come up and ask for more baked beans but he wanted the Heinz baked beans so the English one with loads of sugar in it. yeah and his coaches would be standing there just keeping an no. eye on him going like, you can have like three spoonfuls and that's all you can have <laughs> I love it, I love it. kicking off because he can't have his beans. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a lot that they can't have. I mean, they when they go home, they're, they're not being watched by anyone so they can do what they want, but they know what they can have and what they need for their sport and they know that a chocolate bar, you might have that like once a week, but you're not going to have it every day because you know, it's not beneficial to you. So mm. they, they're always going to look for things and find things that are going to help them out in as many ways as possible and that's just that's how they reach being the best yeah it's amazing isn't it you don't eat rubbish and then become the best person it's like KFC and Powerade and everyone sponsor all these rugby teams they don't have it I know, but isn't that upsetting because our kids watch it and that's what they're seeing because they're thinking that those teams are eating KFC and drinking Powerade and they're not going near it and it really pisses me off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does us as well. We don't understand why these people are representing things like KFC. Powerade is horrendous. It's horrendous. They tell you about how they can help with things like calcium, potassium and so on that help with muscle hydration, but where are they getting those sources and then what makes up the rest of that drink that you haven't? I mean, I like put my hands up when I used to do sport as a kid. I used to have these kind of drinks, and uh, I used to have Red Bull when I was working like 18 hours a day in a kitchen, mm. and that's completely screwed my heart. I can't have any caffeine whatsoever now. So like, I've just come back off a 29-hour shift at work trying to get everything ready for these shows, and no caffeine whatsoever because it just messes with my heart. And if it does that to me, then 
What's it doing to our kids? Now, Red Bull only came out when I was about 15 or 16, and we started having a little bit then. It was like a little bit of a, almost like an alcohol. Mm. You buy it from mm. the shop and you're thinking, oh, it's a little bit naughty. Naughty, having yeah. that. And now, now there's like five, six-year-olds walking around with big cans of Monster, and our mother is over here. Yeah. Oh, it's so... It's depressing, yeah, isn't it? Really depressing. But that's, that's part of what we want to do is uh, the education side mm. of things. So we want to be able to help with especially youth sport because uh, as Leonie's a dance teacher and she does a, uh, a lot of stuff with kids so kids competing and like you said the kids were turning up with sachets of sugar to try and get energy and just like packs of crackers and eating crisps and stuff just trying to get themselves a bit of energy throughout the day and it's not making the right they, choices yeah I mean you don't have to spend much to get stuff that's good for you you can get cheap stuff that's beneficial everyone thinks that it's going to be overpriced because it's nutritious or healthy but you can find the right things it's just knowing what those things are and that's what we want to help people with is education towards that and things like uh, that sugar film and isn't that uh, great yeah like a mate like so good like, mm. we watched this so many times and it's every time you learn a tiny bit of something absolutely new, it's really good but showing these things in school is I mean it's not we would like to see you have to do it like these mm. schools have to be showing people because otherwise a whole generation yeah. is going to grow up without any knowledge look yeah, I'm the and same I'm part of that generation I, yeah. I had no knowledge until several years ago when I started getting interested in it and Otherwise, if I didn't have that little thing where I was cooking for sports teams and I was really interested in it, if I didn't have that, then, I mean, the stuff that I'd be eating, we quit sugar about two years ago, maybe? Maybe a year and a half ago, something like that. But we quit that because we understand how, how bad, bad it, is. it is. But at the same time, you need to know where sugar comes from, what sugar to have. You can't go from cutting out sugar from uh, biscuits or whatever and say no there's sugar in fruits I won't have that either sugar is in everything Everything. sugar is in the seeds and the nuts and everything you eat and sugar content in owl packs comes from mostly from dates but it also comes from things like the linseed which have high sugar content pumpkin seed has a lot of sugar in it you just have to understand where that sugar is coming from and how how it benefits you. So that's part of the educational side as well is not scaring people when you say sugar is bad and them thinking, right, cut sugar out completely, no sugar whatsoever. I've met a few people that don't have fruit anymore because they think, right, there's sugar in fruit, won't have it anymore, I'll feel better. It's like the nutrients inside of fruit is incredible. You have to have fruit. It's like you can't not have that kind of thing. You'll feel a lot worse. I think people are confused. Yeah. I think there's been so many messages, you know, five a day and make it fruit and vegetables. And then there was the whole thing of, you know, no fat. Um, yeah. And now it, fat's good. And people just go, oh, no fat. And now fat's good. But there's no de- there's no um, definition of what is fat for the general public. So now yeah. they're really confused. It's like, oh, yeah. I didn't think we should yeah. have fat. Now we're allowed to have fat. So they just fat's all lumped together, which is ridiculous. Sugar's yeah. all lumped together, which is ridiculous. And there's just so many confusing messages out there for yeah. people. They're just like, oh, I have no idea what I'm allowed to eat and what I'm not allowed to eat, and yeah. you know why I don't feel good on a day. And I think that's the problem. And bringing yeah, exactly, it back yeah. to basics. You know, I'm the same as you. I'm not as avidly niched about vegan, paleo, etc. But what I am determined is about cooking from scratch as much as possible yeah. and not buying packet foods at all, yeah. um, which is possibly why I maybe even did walk past your stand at one point without even noticing that you were there because I just yeah. sort of was wandering around out of interest to see what was around the place. And I, I tend to avoid packaged foods in general, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and I'll throw a banana at the kids if they're going off to sport. You know, they get a banana and a 
flask of water for kids and other kids, you know, arrive with potato chips and lollies in their plastic containers thinking they're getting, you know, a great um, help for their sports day or after their sports day as a treat. And I just am so horrified with that. So I love the fact that, you know, I could buy your snacks and be able to give them to the kids and feel, well, I could have made them, but someone yeah. else has made them the way I would like to make them and it saved me. I've outsourced yeah. it to my standard. Yeah. And when I do my kids' classes, because I teach kids too, Leone, but I teach them cooking, um, and it's been a hard sell. You know, to start with, it was kind of decorating cupcakes and all that sort of stuff. And then I got a few kids keep coming back and I started to switch it around. And now we do like a whole Mexican week or we'll do a whole Italian week or we'll do a whole French week and it's all yeah. real food. It's yeah. cooking food from scratch it's all savoury food and the classes are packed and the kids want to come because they can't believe that I'm actually letting them chop things and grate things and saute things and julienne things they're loving all of that and the parents are like oh my god they're coming home with a full beautiful home cooked dinner Um, and they're not just coming and decorating a cake or a a biscuit which I know lots of um, cooking classes you know that's what they kind of centre on and I'm hoping along the way the kids are being educated about uh, you know, what vegetables and things look like from scratch. Yeah. Because yeah. it's scary when you have a whole heap of yeah, kids that's... sitting in front of you and you hold up a couple of vegetables and no one knows what a zucchini is. Yeah. But so... that, that's something that we saw quite a bit when I was in school. That's kind of what got me into cooking is because I used to enjoy when they'll go, like, today we're going to make uh, fairy cakes or something like that when you're about five, six years old. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I really hope it's me today. I really want to do it. <laughs> And you go and make it, but it's just kids find cooking fun. They really they do. do. Yeah, they it's do. surprising how much they enjoy it because it's something completely different, and they get to create something themselves that is a part of themselves. So they tailor it to how they like it, and, and they enjoy it. Parents always think that kids aren't like they're going to find it a bit boring just because they do or whatever. They do genuinely love it. They genuinely I, I don't love think the I've process. Ever met a kid that doesn't like it, like they just want to want to do something and kind of see what they've made at the end of it and then eat it and taste it and go wow I've just done that that's, that's amazing and that's how that's how people get to you don't have to enjoy cooking you don't have to find a hobby or anything like that but it gets you to understand it and then when you're at home and you think right I need to cook myself a meal what have I got in the fridge then you can just make something out from scratch and it's surprisingly easy it's surprisingly you do have to easy. learn learn what you're doing but I mean, within a few months, you're going to be able to understand what flavours work best for you, mm. how cooking certain things mean they're going to turn out in different ways. And once you figure that out, then like, it's not a chore. It's just something that you do for half an hour, and then you've got food a really on your beautiful plate. food. And, yeah, mm. and it's something that you've made. It's personal to you. It's not been bought from a packet where it's been made in a big factory. And mm. that's part of like the bad side of us we've heard it a few times as well is people won't look at us whilst we're on a shelf because we're in a packet we had someone comment as well after the fine food show uh, there was a um, I can't remember who it was it was about our award someone wrote underneath that it's packaged so it's going to be processed in some plant and it's not actually going to be that beneficial for you I thought we kind of avoided the uh, response well we we responded Mm. Leone eventually responded after a couple of days we thought we're not going to kind of dignify that at the moment because we do understand people look at packets and they think oh dear let's read the ingredients list it's going to be full of e-this and full of this synthetic and so on but 
we want to try and change that that's why we're in a slightly different pack I mean we're in a brown one just to try and make things look a little bit more natural so people understand that we're not we are literally handmade so inside each pack is three balls so I literally roll those myself have they you literally made every single every <laughs> we once in a while Leone. oh and Leone she's yeah. sitting here so quietly because she's too shy to go on her microphone Leone but my goodness her facial expressions yeah. <laughs> yeah once in a while we do have a little bit of help that helps out sometimes they're amazing people they help me out endlessly but yeah, well you can't continue to do it completely on your no, own no it's no, it's quite hard. We need a machine for it, but we want it. It needs to be personal because it's such a personal company and it's such a personal product. Look, Where everything. are you making them? Uh, it's in Queenstown. We have a little kitchen Commercial in kitchen in yeah, Queenstown. It's, it's probably about four by four kitchen. It's, it's a small little thing, but we have everything there that we need. And literally, I sit there with my music on yeah. and I just roll hundreds of portions that's why I was there that was my yeah. that was my imagination of you yeah. when I met you I thought I wonder if they've got like this weird really quirky little small kitchen and yeah. he's got his music cranked <laughs> up and he's just sitting there on a stool yeah. like on a bench stool rolling balls exactly. and you that's, are yeah that's what I'm doing I, mean, <laughs> I we, love it we refuse to ship it out to people like other people to make it because mm. it's it's us everybody else the, all these companies that have their stuff made nine times out of ten they've just gone to a big company and said right we want a product that's a bit like this you design it because you know what needs to be in it and then you choose your machinery to cut it all up and do it most of these companies have never made anything of that themselves there's very few people that have I know uh, Pure Delish they I think they still do everything themselves and that's really impressive to be that far along in a company and still do it all yourselves and it's just you can tell when someone's handmade something and when it's processed so we've got we don't like sitting in the um Oh, what should I call them? The bliss balls category. I'm trying to think of the word that I'm going to yeah. use without naming one of our competitors. But we don't like sitting on the same shelf as them because we're not them. They're, no. they're made in factories. They're all exactly the same product. And we're, like I say, we're personal. We're, it's from us. It's all designed by us. All the nutrient database, all the ingredients that go in there. It took about a year of me doing it, but it's all made by a person so it's not a big company that's designed these recipes it's very very specific it's our own design we took no information from anybody else the only thing we did once in a while is just try somebody else's just to see what they're doing just to figure out what our competition is going to be at the end of the day but we took absolutely no benefit from them so we but if we if we tried something then we wouldn't say like we like this we're going to design it this way it was nothing to do with that it was purely based on sending off to professional sports teams and finding out what they wanted so is that what so, you did did you test it on professional sports yeah, teams and see yeah, what they we thought we tested out on That's athletes cool. we yeah. got advice from uh, big organisations like the top sports teams in New Zealand for places like football cricket and so on so we got the information from them that's why we're balls because it's easier for them to consume it's in three mm. so that it's that's part of what you're supposed to do if you have a bar it's easy to consume in three lots just so you have time to absorb the nutrients and it's easily uh, easy to digest rather than one big bar or something yeah, exactly. okay so it has to be soft so that if you're doing mountain biking or triathlon or something like that then you just need to be able to eat it not going to dry your mouth out you don't have to have water with it it's just straight in your mouth chew it gone bite size and you can tell we're not the same as these other companies because mm. they've made exactly the same products as each other really hard to chew 
dries your mouth out and mm. very plain on flavour whereas ours is a big boost of all the natural flavours everything you taste in there is a purely natural product and really soft you can squeeze it like it's quite funny because every time that we do these shows we have our uh, Nutribomb stand at the front and by the end of the shows people are picking up going so is there really three balls inside of here just pressing it we're going yes oh, everybody's everyone's them. been squeezing that pack so now it's much more of a disc but <laughs> I have to get ones from the back and go it was a ball it was like this but, but you almost <laughs> need to do a pack that's clear yeah, As we're a thinking about that. Pack yeah, yeah. with the three in just for the show, like a maybe a, like a big pack, yeah, like a funky one with three balls in it to just like this yeah. is what's inside. Please don't squeeze me. Yeah, that's, we didn't originally have the picture of the three balls on the front. Now we've got the picture of them, thinking right, people aren't going to squeeze it. No, but, but they still will. Yeah, you still got them once in a while, but we can't blame them. I mean, yeah, maybe a flag. Please don't squeeze me. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, um, eight months ago when you started your business for real after all your organisation and research did you imagine eight months ago that you would be you know receiving the award you've just received at the fine food show and that there would be this explosion around your rebel food company and balls Uh, award certainly wasn't something we expected as we found out when uh, we're actually sitting in the exact place that we got the award thinking about it oh really (laughs) Um, reminiscing but yeah, uh, we came to Fine Foods more of on a whim. It wasn't really something we planned to do. It's just because we met the owners of the, or the managers, sorry, of the Wellington Food Show. So we came over. We thought, right, we'll go for the entry for the award. It's our first one. So it was designed as a learning curve for us. So we just wanted to see who's competing, who, because you're going to put your products in because it's really good. That's what yeah. we do. And we thought. It's awesome. We get to sit amongst all these really good artisan companies and we get to figure out what they're doing as well and where we need to make our changes to make ours as good as theirs. And we just sat down for the water, had a glass of champagne, sitting there listening. We're going like... Appropriate like, drink. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we had uh, Coco Wow in front of us and I was thinking, right, they're going to be called out because they... Their lovely a, coconut yogurt. Awesome. Mm, it's yeah. beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, so we're looking at them and I was thinking, all right, they're going to get that one. Right, give them a round of applause, pat on the back and everything. And they called out our name and we thought... Right, Have they made a mistake? Leon swore and... <laughs> Quiet. I love it. They were just kind of, as the guys were saying, when when we talked to them after the guys that were giving us the award, um, they said to us after, like, the look of shock on your face. And look of, I don't understand what's going on. That's what it was. It was like, That's beautiful, like though. Yeah, it's amazing for us. Like, it's a great yeah. experience, but we didn't expect it. That's awesome. The thing is we really like about it is the fact that we're amongst artisan products because we're, we're completely artisan, artisan and we understand what these guys are. These guys aren't big companies. They're not... Uh, million dollar companies they don't have hundreds of staff there they're people that are grafting every single day for 14 mm-hmm. hours a day desperately trying to phone people get their product out there get them to get people to understand what they're doing and why it's so good and mm-hmm. everything they make is from the heart and it's like the things you find are incredible like I say we've mentioned Blue Frog are one of our favourite ones they're, like, the guys are working are amazing they work so hard for it and they deserve to win so that's a cereal yeah yeah, yeah sorry yeah yep, so it's a high nutrient cereal you were yeah. saying and yeah. then the cocoa yogurt yeah. Coco Wow, isn't Coco it? Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I tried that yogurt. It was beautiful. Yeah, and we have uh, VCO, Vibri, uh, so Vibri. Yeah, Vibri was the, yeah, they're really amazing. Good. Freeze-dried black currants. Yeah, VCO mm. is the uh, coconut company, uh, coconut oil company, sorry. 
and we get to meet all these guys at the mm. shows and there's so many others I should say as well uh, we work with one called uh, Frankton Heat Hot Sauce and just the array of people you meet and it's so nice just seeing them they have to do everything themselves they're sticking labels on the bottles and yeah exactly that is so true they're hand yeah. stamping the bags and they tailor it to what they they want and then it's like they just want to make their families proud and their friends proud so they've mm. made something their families and friends will have and now they know that everybody else in New Zealand that it's understands also- it will also have it and it's a shame that majority of it is found in these specialty shops I know it's a shame they're in specialty shops they should be mainstream yeah they should be the ones that are on the shelves in the supermarket finally let us walk on the inside of the aisles and find something that's decent that we trust mm. and there are products in there but they're hidden amongst all these really rubbish brands and yeah it's yeah it is a pity yeah. well look I can hear your passion I'm so so yeah, pleased that we managed to get together it's awesome so I don't know if three years ago when you came to New Zealand was it three years ago or two and a half years ago two and a half three years ago we're we're close did did you come to Queenstown for a holiday and end up staying or did you come with a vision of settling down and becoming a Kiwi I don't think anybody (laughs) goes to Queenstown with the view of settling down but everybody wants to settle down once they're there yeah once you've once you've been there then you want to settle down but we went there for it was originally about six months really wasn't it we went there just to experience the place uh we knew about six people that had been to uh, Queenstown as well, been to New Zealand in general, and they all said, "Go to Queenstown, don't uh, don't stay in Auckland. It's a much better place. It's a much nicer life." So we took that on board and we switched from Auckland and went to Queenstown instead. And uh, I got a job at um, Public Kitchen and Bar, which is a little, uh, like a little, a good restaurant on the on the waterfront and those are the guys that eventually invested in the company and and provided the uh, capital to be allowed to do this and they're Ah, really passionate about it as well that's awesome Um, but yeah it's completely changed what we're doing we've got another work visa and then uh, they opened up a a prep kitchen which is what it was really and I've always said by the time I'm 30 I'm going to own my own restaurant and in the end we thought here's the opportunity we can rent that place out and we'll design something that's slightly different it wasn't going to be a restaurant obviously but it could be something we enjoyed doing and was our passion and in the end it's it's become this so that is so awesome so you had a plan and you've stuck to it and you've achieved what you set out to achieve and it sounds like I mean you're such a great person to talk to so I can imagine that everyone that you've worked with along the way is is hugely supportive of what you're doing and you're really passionate about it it shows you're not as you say just like chucking a product in there and hoping to make a heap of money you're really trying to make a difference as well and I think yeah exactly those are the guys awesome. that are helping us out as well like uh, one of the examples is uh, God's Own Adventure Race so they they tested our product well I say tested we gave them some of our products as a sample just because we wanted to try and give it to them uh, to give out to their competitors just to get our name out there a little bit because we've been a part of a lot of other big sports uh, events around mainly the South Island and they came back and they wanted to help us out so they wanted to help us actually with the business and build up the brand and do a lot for that so they've been huge support for it as well and yeah the last god zone we did so we had our, our logos on people like richie mccall's shirt and that's awesome all these, guys yeah, all these big teams so everybody had a pack that had uh, endurance and recovery they had with them and they got to test it out themselves and 
yeah, little bits like that. There's always little goals, and just one company saying that they'll help you a tiny bit is a massive. Well, it's huge in New Zealand yeah. as well. One company can make a huge difference yeah, if they the support, support you in New Zealand. It's everyone. awesome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. Especially from the local community of Queenstown, people have nothing to do with my products, and they they don't benefit from it whatsoever. Yet they'll spend two hours out of the day giving me contacts, and they'll help me out with little bits and. Like even if it's yeah, like I say, nothing to do with them, they'll they'll make sure they've helped. Well, they're me. proud I, I because you've chosen yeah. to live here. Um, yeah. You're not from here. You've chosen to live here, and you've chosen to make it successful. And that yeah. that is a, you know a good indication for Queenstown as well that you can come here and you can make success. Yeah. And I think that is a really Kiwi. It's a cool side of of, of New Zealand. It's, it's yeah. a small country, but the, you know there are some cons to that, which is there's not necessarily a, a lot of money. There's not necessarily a lot of, that, of investment. There's not necessarily a lot of customer base. Yeah. But the fantastic side is it's a massive amount of support because everyone rallies around you because yeah. they're kind of proud that you want to try to do something that's a bit different and, and let New Zealand shine yeah, exactly. through you, yeah. you know, yeah. which is awesome. So we could obviously talk for hours, yeah. but we're going to have to finish up because <laughs> maybe our listeners will be like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> yeah. these guys are crazy. But uh, what I want to do is finish with a quick fire range. So you can, you can jump in as well if you want to, Leone. I'm going to do it off the top of my head after talking to you too. I usually have a little list of questions, but I'm going to think on the spot. So, olive oil or butter? Olive oil. Yep. Olive oil. Oh, my gosh, you're just going to nod. <laughs> no, but I knew that Joe was going to say olive oil. So I Hi, Leone. <laughs> Soy sauce or fish sauce? Soy. Soy. Yeah, we, we've got to be careful about which one we buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but you can get the gluten-free one, which is really cool. Yeah, it's more sugar-free that we have to look out for. Yeah. It's completely yeah. free of sugar as well. Yeah. Some of them do. Some of them yeah. do put it in. Some of them do, so yeah. It's uh, yeah. I've got a gluten and sugar-free one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can find yeah. those. Yeah, yeah that's good. Okay. Pumpkin or Kumara? Kumara, yeah. <laughs> Always make Kumara chips. Kumara with Yeah, I love it too. I know. It's my new superfood in my home with my family. Yeah. It's really cool. It goes into everything. You can get a Kumara breakfast cereal and it's gorgeous. Well, that's Blue Frog, the yeah. cereal company. Oh, right? They make spice yeah. Kumara breakfast cereal. It's amazing. Oh, I'm going to have to contact Blue Frog after this interview and get an interview with them as well. Sounds oh, awesome. <laughs> coffee. Oh. Coffee. I drink coffee. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I was going to say coffee or tea and then I looked at your face and I'm like, of course it's tea Have for you. Mile. There you go. Chamomile for you. So do you have no black tea either? No caffeine tea no, as no well? No, green tea, black tea. It's just fruit teas and things like yeah. that. Yeah, for your but, heart. Yeah. Yeah, but you're a coffee girl. I'll, I'll be the feminine oh, good. One. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it. Regular milk or soy milk? We drink almonds. Almond yeah, or milk? coconut milk I have. Yeah. With your coconut milk out of interest, to break up the quick fire briefly, is it just a regular coconut milk, like a canned coconut milk, or is it a bottled coconut milk, or is it the coconut itself and you're making the milk? What sort of, or are you not too fussy? If we can make ourselves, make ourselves, but otherwise we buy it in the cartons. Cartons So again, we have to find it without the sugar. Yeah, because that's what really annoys me. You can't There are unsweetened ones, so it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Almonds or walnuts? Almonds, I'd say, yeah. Walnuts, I like the flavour a bit more, but almonds based on nutrients and fats and so on, so I use those. Awesome. Couscous or rice? Um, I know they're mean questions, aren't they? I'd say rice because I can't make couscous. I just can't do it. (laughs) Does it just not work out each time? No, I really, really try, and it always just comes out like a brick. I just can't do it. I'm I'm teaching her. You're teaching her? (laughs) 
Mate, you've got a chef for a fiance. <laughs> he needs to teach you how to make couscous. <laughs> the same brown rice or wild rice. Yeah. Okay, what's another one? Sourdough bread or focaccia? I prefer focaccia. I remember it's more of um, reminiscing about days where I used to have to make it in the kitchen. So. Mm, exactly. They give me free sourdough at work. So sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Prosciutto or pancetta? Pancetta. I prefer pan- pancetta. You're trying to think of the difference. I'm going to say pancetta. <laughs> we'll go pancetta for both of you. <laughs> See, I'm making them tricky because I know I've got a chef sitting here now. <laughs> How about barbecue or grill? Barbecue. Barbecue. So, yeah. Good kiwi yeah, answer. Nice stuff in there. Bernie sausages. Yeah. Very English of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I did. Right. Yeah, I did to um, overcook something on MasterChef. I can't think what it was. Oh, it was the inside. We had to do it to duck and quah. And I had like the um, stuffing, of course. Yeah. And then they said to us, it would be a really good idea to take some of that stuffing and fry it off. So first, you obviously do that for the flavor to check it before yeah. you put it in. So I knew that. Then they said, you know, because you could always use that on the plate. When I put it on the plate, they went, why would you put bits of, you know, over fried, grotty bits of stuffing on the plate? It wrecks your presentation. So I breathed deeply. (laughs) Like they tell you to do something and then they ask you why you've done it. And then uh, Josh Emmett just looked up at me and grinned and said, "Um, and also, by the way, it's burnt. And I said, yeah, I know, but I like it like that. And he said, oh my God, you sound so British. Do you overcook your sausages as well? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, actually I do. I quite like those burnt kind of crispy bits on the outside. As long as I burn, they're going to taste it. Exactly. Well, that's like, um, I um, I became a vegetarian at about 19 because for years I'd been convinced that I don't like meat and it had purely been, God, I, I love my mum, I really do, but, you know, grew up in a household where, you know, learned to cook in the 60s and 70s, so everything is well done. And so like, braised yeah. often. And I, so I don't I don't like steak because I can't eat it. Well, I can eat steak, I just can't eat it well done when you can't chew it and it's like, God. Yeah. And I think the cuts... She make an amazing Sunday lunch we'll, we'll just slip that in my mum yeah. she really does oh she does the roast well does oh, she yeah. oh that's good isn't it <laughs> she'll have to come out here and cook for you guys do the Sunday roast for you yeah. occasionally <laughs> I think we've done enough of the quick fire we've had a fantastic chat it's been absolutely Sorry, it awesome that <laughs> <laughs> no, was cool though do you have a favourite cookbook Mine is La Russe Gastronomique. Which, of course yeah, it is, Joe. The, the Bible for chefs. That's awesome. No, that's, that's awesome. That's my one. Yeah. yeah, good on you. That's cool. Do you have one, Leone? Or you just let Joe do most of the cooking? I do most of the cooking. Oh, that's, do you? Yeah, I'm, I'm learning to cook. Oh, good um, on you. Yeah, like, from scratch and properly. But to be, it's got to be Delia. It's got to be Delia, Delia Smith. Smith. <laughs> she is the, it's, proper, it's proper cooking, mm-hmm. you know. Realistically... We don't hold dinner parties. Nobody has the time to hold a dinner no. party. Delia does proper home cooking, and that's 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 life. That's, that's perfect for you. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Good old Delia Smith. guys thanks so much for listening it's just been so fantastic to have so many of you listening and sharing your feedback thank you so much 
So many of you have gone through the laborious process, which it can tend to be, of going into iTunes and leaving me a review and a star rating. If a few more of you could do that, it would be so cool. I'm really honoured to be um, the most listened to foodie podcast here in New Zealand. That's a really great start. So I'm just hoping that um, with the global podcast support, uh, we'll get even more listeners from around the world. Hope you enjoyed this episode listening to Joe, such an inspiring young chap. I get really excited when I meet people who are so much younger than me uh, and just see their innovative ideas and their passion for what they're doing. It, you know, sometimes you wish you could go back a little bit, um, but I like to surround myself with these young people and I'm really driven by their own enthusiasm. So I hope you are too. Thanks, Podcast New Zealand. Always a pleasure um, to be recording, knowing that you've got my back. And I uh, look forward to hearing and seeing all the listeners again next week. I'll take what's good. Ooh, 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 what's good. Ooh, 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 ooh. Food, Family and Friends Podcast, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com.